0: A quick thing before we dive in. Are you a professional working in the country music industry? Because it is time to renew your membership to the Academy of Country Music. Not a member yet? All good. Now is the time to join. You can still do it. Academy members are among the most respected leaders in the industry and hold the right to vote on ACM awards. They also receive exclusive benefits, including monthly educational panels and invites to networking events early access to tickets for Academy events, discounts for ACM partner events, regular industry data and insights, and so much more if you are interested in applying for membership. Or if you need to renew your membership, visit acmcountry.com slash membership. Again, that's acmcountry.com slash membership. There's time to renew, but time is closing because all renewals are due October 15th, so don't delay. Guys, we're talking about the ACMs here, okay? I mean, this isn't like your Joe Schmo, whatever, you know. This is the ACMs. It's like, get on board. Come on. I don't know what else to tell you. It's like, you got to do it. Okay, enough of that. Let's dive in. The Zach Kuhn Show. Carter Faith on the podcast. This week, episode 83, love talking with Carter about her career, about her rise as a songwriter. She's still on the rise, actually. She's a student, actually. She's a student at Belmont. She's a full-time student. She's a full-time artist and songwriter. Very impressive, that Carter Faith. I love it. I love it all. She's got a new EP out, Let Love Be Loved, which I really liked. I was actually listening to it again this past weekend, driving out to Pilgrimage, and I was out in the Franklin Farms and uh, and uh, loving this EP, it, it just feels very kind of home on the range, wide open spaces, puts you somewhere. Really, re- this EP is going to take you somewhere, and it's going to put you in a good state of mind. But the industry is freaking out about Carter right now. Apple and Spotify are putting her on covers of playlists. A lot of tastemakers are talking about her. She closed the Whiskey Jam Ryman show at the you know at the Ryman Auditorium. She closed the show. And I feel like after that, everybody was talking about Carter. She's incredibly busy right now. Her schedule is nuts. She just opened up for the Avid Brothers. We talk all about it. Listen to the episode and then listen to her music. And you're going to get some a little bit of perspective behind the album, the music. You know, we talk a little bit about the recording process. But I think you're going to like Carter. And the music's great. You got to check it out. So here we go. Episode 83, Carter Faith. Let's dive in. You know, I feel like Carter Faith's been, like, buzzing under the surface for a while now. <laughs> like, everybody's kind of been talking about Carter Faith. But I feel like the moment that really pushed it over the edge was this Ryman show. When you played, when you, you were yeah. the last act on Whiskey Jam Yes. at the Ryman. Mm-hmm. And I feel like after that night, everybody was talking about Carter Faith. Is that <laughs> is that accurate?
1: I don't know who's talking about me. Everyone. Uh, okay. I trust you. Um... But yeah, that felt like a huge turning point for me. I, Ward Gunther, who ran it, called me like a week before, didn't give me a ton of, you know lead up time to kind of settle in. So I was still buzzing from knowing I was even playing when I got to play, but um, it was just the craziest night literally of my life. Probably.
0: <laughs> what? Why did you end it? Because, well, look, no offense, yeah. Carter. Oh fan.
1: yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. There were some,
0: there were some big legends that played that yes. night, some really big <laughs> deals. And I feel like what kind of made it a moment is, is you ended it and yeah. stole the show in kind of a weird way. <laughs> you belted these unbelievable vocals. Like, like Thank was you. how did you get asked to do it?
1: So I guess his vision was that he's been, the last 10 years of Whiskey Jam has brought what you know as country music right now. And I was supposed to represent the next 10 years. Um, but I agree. When he told me, I was like, oh, I'll be in the middle somewhere, you know, interlude some of some sort. I'm sure there'll be other people of my level. And he's like, no, you're going to go last after Randy Travis.
0: Wait, did he tell you <laughs> that he told you that you were going to be in the middle or that's what you were assuming? No, I
1: assumed that you were
0: assuming that you were going to be in the middle. And then when you get yeah. there, does he say you're going after Randy Travis? Yeah. Last.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he he even,
0: said that when you got there.
1: Yes. And he didn't tell me who was playing. I asked him 1050 times because
0: it was very top secret. Yes. They, nobody knew who was going to play.
1: But I thought I might be able to, allowed to know, but no. I found out as they were walking in because he was like, you can get there whenever. But of course, I'm a super fan. Of course, I was going to get there right when the doors open. Yeah. So I was just walking, watching them walk in freaking the F out
0: when you, because I think there's this thing where everyone kind of freaks out about the Opry and you kind of think it's like, you kind of think it's like overrated, Yeah. (laughs) but then when you walk into the Opry house kind of hits you with this feeling and when oh, you're on yes. that stage it really sort of like it almost yes. catches you off guard did you when you're that was your first time on the Ryman stage right uh yeah <laughs> like did you feel an energy there did it sound really great like what like walk us through being on okay. that do you even remember that moment
1: yes i do um so my story is i didn't grow up knowing what the opry was really i didn't i think i saw an interview with carly pierce the other day where she just always the Opry was something in her life. She just knew and there were Opry houses. I didn't have that. We just loved country music. I'm from North Carolina. It was not a thing. Like, I didn't know what Nashville was. Um,
0: what do you mean you didn't know what Nashville was? What I literally, mean?
1: like, I How didn't. How do you not
0: know what Nashville is?
1: When you're from BFE. You do not know what Nashville is. It was
0: in North Carolina. <laughs> like, you had never heard of Nashville or you didn't realize it was like a music city?
1: I think I heard of Nashville in high school. Seriously. When the show came out. Yeah. I was like. Uh, maybe they're in Hollywood I don't know I never thought too much about where these people were or if they were real so I didn't know what the opry was I guess my point but my first trip to Nashville we were trying to figure out what to do you google top 10 things to do in Nashville we went to the Ryman um and you just feel it I mean there is something in there I'm pretty woo woo but there was there's so much energy I mean you feel it from your head to your toes seriously And I just kind of said I I wasn't going to come back until I played.
0: You weren't going to come back to the (laughs) Ryman? Yeah. Meaning you would not step foot in it. Yeah. So if Taylor Swift (laughs) was doing her, you know undersell ryman show yeah,
1: nope wouldn't be there
0: you really so you <laughs> didn't that was so you visited high school and then and then the next time you you went into the ryman yes was to play, to play. thank god it happened or else you'd still yeah.
1: be i know still be waiting not
0: and then afterwards did you kind of feel i'm telling you carter i felt like a like a shift where like people were people knew about carter faith yeah but everybody was talking about Carter Faith the next day. Did you realize that? Do you did you feel that or am I telling you this for the first time?
1: I think you're telling me this for the first time. Avery, I
0: mean- can we? Oh, Avery walked out. The publicist <laughs> left, but I'm telling you, she backed me up on this. Yeah. Um, it just felt like all of a sudden everybody was talking about Carter Faith. And I think now there's like there's a lot of buzz on no pressure, Carter. There's a lot of buzz <laughs> on Carter Faith. Hey, but tell me about the song Joyride, okay. yes. which is I love this song. Thank I was you. driving out to Pilgrimage this weekend and I was listening to the EP. drive song. It's a great drive song. <laughs> and I love this music video too. First Thank of all, you. this guy in the video is really hot, <laughs> right? Who is, who's the guy in the music video? Who is this guy?
1: His name is Sam. He is a musician as well. Um, I didn't hire him. The team hired him he's a really great actor and obviously model. He was was so this, kind. Was this
0: your treatment that you put together? There's a, when he lifts you up and he, does, I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. a, was this your design? All this, this music video, who comes up with this? So
1: I work with a team. Uh, they're called running bear film. Um, it's Alexa and Stephen they their brother, sister. And they're so amazing. I first saw them cause they work with Rustin Kelly and I'm a big fan of his. Um, they hear me. Let me tell them my vision and then put dope ass treatments together.
0: So what was your vision? Like, what did you say for this music video?
1: I think I just obviously needed a car because it's Joyride.
0: By the way, that was a great car. Thank you. I'm not a car guy. What car is that? What is that? That's, I have no
1: idea. It was, but it was just,
0: it was blue, right? Yes. It was, and it matched your dress. Yes. It was a great car. Thank you. Hood down. You guys are all over it together. Yeah. so you just you so that was your you were like I want a car yeah I wanted
1: it to feel dreamy but also like nostalgic but also futuristic all the things just like romantic summary young I guess
0: I love this video I love watching it and where'd you guys shoot it
1: we shot it out at so this guy that they know has collects these old vintage cars we shot it on his property um He's super kind. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. Wow. Wait. And then tell me about this. I want to ask you about. You just played a show, um, and in, in Baltimore.
1: Yes. Was
0: this last week or last what, what? week? Yeah. Well, opening up for the Avid Brothers, mm-hmm. right? When how how does this come together? Does the agent just pull this in and uh and uh, and, yeah. and pull the gig together? How's this gig come together? Kinda.
1: My mom's from Maryland. Um, if you know anything about Baltimore, Maryland sports, they are diehard. You like? Right, the- is that your team? Oh yeah, that is my team. Really? Oh yes, yeah, sadly. <laughs> what, what's the?
0: Who would the team be in North Carolina?
1: We don't have a baseball team. There's no baseball team. No, but Panthers. You know the Hornets.
0: But 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 the Orioles. So the this Orioles. Is, did you go to games growing up? Yes. So this is like a big deal.
1: Uh yeah, I mean I got to sing the anthem there in high school.
0: No way. Yeah,
1: it's just I've gotten to play there a few times. Well, not like this, but I've played, sung the anthem twice. Um, and
0: are you a big, the Avid brothers are also from North Carolina. Yes.
1: Yes. Are,
0: are they a big, like I'm from New York and I feel like Billy Joel is kind of totally. our artist. Yes. Are the Avid brothers kind of like, does everyone grow up listening to the Avid brothers in North Carolina? I
1: think, I mean, I'm from uh, Davidson, but the town over is called Concord. That's literally where they're from and where I went to school and their kids went to our school. They would come play at our school because no their way. kids went there. We all knew them. So my experiences yeah it felt like a huge deal he gave me a high five when he walked up on the stage scott Avit and i was like omg
0: he's hot too actually he is hot really hot right <laughs> yeah. what wait so this was like a full band show was this your first show post COVID? like first full band like really big show
1: shockingly no i i did a little ep release party um just with friends wow. and family thanks for the invite card <laughs> just for friends and family
0: i'm a friend i think maybe not i don't know
1: <laughs> so i got to do the holy P with a band there which was amazing but this well, what you do you do
0: how many people were at this show i have like, no
1: idea <laughs> thousands i think so yeah they got to watch the game and then come on the field for the music
0: so how much prep goes into putting this show together were you at sir with the band for days Reversing the set or are you are you kind of just winging it are you that good carter I am are not you that good. <laughs> are you that good how are you putting this together
1: i now kind of know these guys um just from practicing and stuff and we just went to one of their houses drank wine and practiced and then got there sound checked um I'm starting to use in-ears, so that's a whole experience. Is that a transition
0: when you go from (laughs) the floor monitors to in-ears? Yes. What is that? Like, I've never worn in-ears ever. What's the difference? What's the transition?
1: It's everything drowns, goes away. I mean, I can't hear the audience. I can hear myself better. It's actually really great. Like, I'm not screaming to hear myself. I'm never, like, sore after, which is nice, but it's so weird. It's such a weird feeling. It's like being underwater. Really? Yeah. (laughs)
0: but do you like it better
1: yeah I do
0: (laughs) because it's just more do you feel more in your zone or a little more yes in your
1: because I'm super introverted like I've the stage is not where I felt the most comfortable always I know some people are like I have to be on stage it's where I feel like at home I feel I close my eyes when I sing pretty much the whole time I'm just like up there and it kind of helps with that a little bit
0: do you like being on the stage now or is the st- is being on the stage like a necessary evil to be able to do the craft? I or you think, like you said you liked it.
1: I do like it. I think my first love is writing. It's where I feel that's what gives me life, I guess, like what honestly recharges me. Being on stage can be draining, but it's like it's just kind of magical, I think.
0: It's kind of a magical thing, right? It really is. So, yeah. you, had, so you had like 30 minutes at this Oriole show. Mm-hmm. I think like sometimes if you're in like taking a shower or something, yeah. like you'll like do these little antidotes where you'll like be like, what would I say if I was on like a talk show <laughs> or what would like, yeah. you know, like when you have moments yourself, you For you sure. go through different things. Yes. Do you go when I play the Orioles stadium? I'm going to say <laughs> this to the crowd. I'm going to like, did you have some things worked out that you were going to do? And did, did you say like, Hey, you people in the back, I see you guys. Like, did you kind of work out some of these things?
1: Um, my publicist would hate this, but I did not.
0: Oh my God. I was Carter. like, I'm thinking
1: about it. I promise. But I,
0: you kind of just winged it. You just winged yeah, it. Yeah,
1: And I, I think it went really well. I felt so good about it. I felt really in the zone, like connecting with the people, my Maryland people. But I, yeah. I think it's one of those ten thousand hours things. These famous people get on stage, know exactly what to say. Like they're yeah. talking to a room full of people. I'm not there, <laughs> but it was it was a weird show because I was like, I, I'm here with all these people. It felt, it just felt really magical. I guess.
0: Wow. Possibly because we had in ears and also which possibly is changing the game. It
1: is changing the game. <laughs> it's changing
0: the feeling of the show. We're underwater now. <laughs> um. Seriously, I love this EP. Thank I, you. I, I seriously, I was listening to it both ways back from pilgrimage because i was just like i'm going out of pilgrimage it just felt like it was capturing something that i was doing in the moment i was driving out Thank into you. the country I love that. this i mean joyride i really like to me joyride is just it's a groove it's a vibe mm-hmm. it's very laid back is this did you come into this with the title joyride and like i like how like how how do you write this how's this that come song, together
1: i had the title and that's it um you
0: were just like Let's joy ride. Yeah. That's that's a cool word. It's, yes. a, it's a state of mind. It's an activity. Yes. So you bring that in. Yeah. And is that enough? to Is that enough to get started?
1: Um, with me and Margaret Valentine and Jen Stiegel, we've been writing. They're like the first people I ever wrote with here. Um, they're my like writing sister, my soul sisters, <laughs> but I brought that idea in and Jen had the weirdest track ever. And somehow it turned into joyride for what it is. I don't know. I, that's why I love co-writing because you bring something and someone else is bringing something in. You're all bringing what you're carrying into the room. And for some reason it creates the most magical combination.
0: So you bring in this title joyride and your co-writer had a Mm -hmm. track that they had made. Yeah. That kind of had that spaciness, that good feeling. And so you say joyride and she is she already going to show the track or does does the title joyride inspire her to bring up that track and say this feels like a joyride yeah. why don't we why don't we work around this
1: i would love to put the track online because it's hilarious how different it is truly from what we ended up writing um but it it sparked that i think with the three of us we all just bring our shit in there and see how it fits i guess um i know it's different for other rights but it was just such a weird right i don't even know how it happened we've all it, talked talked hey, talked about it. it's crazy why
0: why did you decide that that was going to be the opening track of the ep was was that a conversation or did you always know that was going to be the way to kick it off
1: i usually have a pretty specific vision for stuff and it's just a matter of getting my team to be on board <laughs> I is think. that
0: a struggle carter faith are, not
1: for me <laughs> are people starting to
0: trust you more have, yes. have they now they're starting to trust you is the uh-
1: i think the skill is getting people to think it's their idea
0: how do you do that? That's always, everyone, <laughs> everyone always says that, but I don't know how you pull that off. You I say
1: I, it over and over and over again. But I
0: don't, <laughs> and that, and then it's they- It's mastery. You say what? That it should be the first song of the title and then magically they think that that was their idea?
1: I think I, I was just like, I just loved this song from the first work tape. And then my producer worked on it a little bit. They're coming around, you know, and then we go into the studio and they're like, yeah, this is amazing. Like they loved it too. And I always knew it would be
0: amazing. And you gotta lead with with a strong song.
1: You have to, yeah. But
0: I think there's a lot of strong songs on this record. Thank but you. I think Buzzkill, which is track number two, mm-hmm. does I don't know, that feels like a second song. It feels like Joyride kind yeah. of pulls you in mm-hmm. and then Buzzkill is a little more up tempo. You can get yeah. the band rocking a little yeah. bit. I love that hook too. After you say buzzkill, there's a little instrumental <laughs> hook in there, right? Yes. Is that, was that always in? Cause that hook is not identical to the melody Mm-mm. of the song. So does someone say, Hey, we should put a hook here and come up with, with a little variation of it. How's that? That work? is
1: all my producer, Ben West. He is. I don't even know what planet he's from, but he does that. I mean, he can take one of my work tapes. He lives in Michigan full-time and just make these demos and then comes down and the band knows what to do. It's actually pretty insane. I got to watch it all, which was really cool, but I have no freaking idea how he came up with those hooks, like the melodic hooks. Um, But yeah, he's amazing.
0: Really great. And you actually, you recorded this at Blackbird, right? Yes. Now that's a massive room, right? And you're a pretty small person. (laughs) (laughs) Is is that... Is it, was that the first time you'd done like a really big kind of Nashville recording yes. session? Like I've done that?
1: some acoustic recordings, yeah. um, but nothing like that. It was insane.
0: So who, first of all, who comes in? Like, did they bring a ton of gear in cartridge or was it more low key than that? Or did they bring yeah. like, did, like who comes in there? What, what did they bring into that space? What do they pull out?
1: So we had a drummer. He brings all his options. I didn't even know they were options.
0: Like, what, what are options? What do you mean?
1: Like, full kit and then – full drum kit and then different options for each of the drums, like I other, guess. other
0: stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: like a whole bus of drums he brought.
0: He brought a bus of drums?
1: Yeah. I think – I think this is normal now. <laughs> I was shocked when I saw it, but I'm pretty sure – It probably is normal. It has to be.
0: Well, define it. Like, what's – like, a small bus or like
1: – Like a little sprinter van. He brought
0: – oh, like a sprinter – yeah, van of like <laughs> snare drums yes. and toms and toms and like yeah, and cymbals.
1: Yep.
0: So he okay. So drummer shows up with a bus. Yes. Sets the bar pretty high. <laughs> yeah. And then the guitar. Who played guitar on the, these records? Do you remember? Ilya. Oh my god. He's amazing. And what is? Does he show up with a lot of gear, or does he kind of wing it and just bring whatever he makes he just, it work?
1: I mean, I know he played banjo on some stuff because I was like, "Please play banjo here," and he would. Um,
0: so he's got to show up with a banjo too. He brings
1: all the stuff. They all brought. We had steel player, electric guitar, obviously bass. They all bring, I'm pretty sure, every option they have. Or they obviously listen to the stuff beforehand, probably. But, I mean, they bring it all. And
0: who's doing most of the coaching? Is it Ben? Or are you telling people what to do? Like, if someone plays yeah. something you don't like, are you calling them out on it? Are you saying, so, stop yeah. <laughs> messing around, bro? It's like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. But <laughs> yeah. play it right. Stop playing the wrong notes. Are you, are you the one calling these shots?
1: It's pretty amazing if you're in there watching a producer work. I'm not a producer, obviously. I know like three chords, don't even know what they're called on the guitar, but Ben West and then Dave Klaus together. I mean, they know exactly what they're going to tell them when they're done with the pass. They know exactly where it is. The band can hear them and know exactly where to play it. I think I would offer like, I wish this vibe was a little different here and I like tried to give some critiques, but again, they know what they're doing. Like I was so happy with the whole thing. Yeah. It was amazing.
0: And then, so then do they go, they do their pass Mm -hmm. and then do you, are you singing vocals as they're recording or do you then, do you get the tracks and then do you go in again and sing vocals? How's that work? Yeah.
1: So the night before I went to Ben's house, we did some vocal tracks so that they could have them. And then they do the recording the next day. And then the day after that, I went in and did all my vocals at Ben's house. I did some background vocals to map out for the singers that I was going to have do background vocals. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I did these vocals in one day
0: <laughs> at yeah. his house. So was the, the, the whole next EP day. W- just recording two days. Yeah.
1: Two days. And then Sean McConnell and Jen Siegel actually helped produce Lasso and Sean, did pipe dream so i did that at his house
0: i love that song last week. and actually you can tell that that was maybe produced by someone else yeah. it's a little spacier. there's kind of some synths totally. on it there's some weird sounds totally. on it that that song really stands out in a really cool way mm-hmm. it's sort of a moment i think in the ep totally. that that that, that, you. that you remember wait so how do you team up with these guys who does Altadina pull these producers together how do you find these guys to do your record yeah
1: ben's with Altadina. Um, that's how I know him. I wrote with him first a few songs and just really hit it off. And then Sean, I wrote with a lot and hit it off. He wrote pipe dream with me and I really wanted to have him produce it. And then the other writer, we wrote it with Ashley Ray. I had her sing background vocals. I just wanted it to be like,
0: it's a family thing. Yeah,
1: we wrote it together. Why shouldn't they get to be a part of it? Um, so yeah, you just meet them writing your random happenstance.
0: A quick reminder before we dive back in, if you are a professional working in the country music industry, it is time, the time is now to renew your membership to the Academy of Country Music. If you're not a member yet, that's okay, there's still time to join. Academy members are among the most respected leaders in the industry and hold the right to vote on ACM awards. They also receive exclusive benefits, including monthly educational panels and invites to networking events, early access to tickets for academy events, discounts for ACM partner events, regular industry data and insights, and so much more. If you're interested in applying for membership or if you need to renew your membership, visit acmcountry.com slash membership. Again, that's acmcountry.com slash membership. All applications and renewals are due by October 15th don't delay you got time not that much time you got you got like a month acms come on get involved it's no brainer back to the episode here we go wait so take me back for a second i want to i want to go back again for a moment we, we talked about this a little bit but so did you come to the idea of doing music did you come to it like relatively late in life compared to maybe yes some other so did, like when did you when did you pick up a guitar and start playing guitar
1: Picked up a guitar, it's not a huge memory, honestly, of mine, cause I still don't really know how to play very well, <laughs> but I saw Taylor Swift. I mean, to be completely yeah. honest, we all did. I remember seeing uh, teardrops in my guitar video on the CMT countdown Sunday morning. Like my dad was like, come watch this girl. Um, I always loved music. I would sing all the time, literally 24 seven, but I didn't care that much. Like, it wasn't something I thought was kind of ever in reach, I guess. It just seemed too big.
0: uh, You were like, I'll never be Taylor Swift.
1: Yeah, my family's not creative. They appreciate art, and obviously we all love music, but no one was like, you should do this, handing me a guitar. But eventually I was like, I love Taylor Swift. And we all take piano lessons as kids. So I did that. Yeah. Hated it. I hate people telling me what to do. And practicing, I hate practicing. Horrible. So It's terrible. I hate playing stupid.
0: You had to things. come do it on your own, right? You, for
1: sure. So wait, yes. so
0: you're taking like piano lessons,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but and I, and you're like, this sucks.
1: This sucks so bad. I want to be Taylor Swift and play guitar. She plays guitar. She's yeah. like,
0: she doesn't play piano. She's, yeah, piano's for losers. She drops
1: on my guitar, not my piano. Thank you for yes. clarifying that, yes. Carter. Yes. <laughs>
0: so wait, so and then so then did you kind of like a musical lull, and were you like not?
1: Yeah, I mean. I took a few guitar lessons, didn't pick up much from them because I don't like, again, adults telling me what to do. And and then I, but I I did really love it. I loved playing covers. I started, there's one bar in my hometown. um, It's also a coffee shop. It's also a restaurant. I would go play. It's a
0: small town. It's a small town. <laughs> they've got to make use of what they have. Yes. they've got to. They've got. To, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything has a. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I'd go play cover shows for like three or four hours.
0: So that's where you're kind of getting your chops up, and you're kind of learning. Yeah. How old are you when you're when you're doing this?
1: Uh, fifteen, probably.
0: Okay, so you're fifteen. You're, yeah. you're playing. But did you think that you were going to do this professionally, or it was kind of just like a thing to do on the weekends? I
1: think it was just a thing to do on the weekends. I again, I. The stage is not where I felt comfortable. I was kind of dreading every time I would play. So why'd you do it? My parents knew I was good at this, I think. And but so, you don't
0: like being told what to do.
1: But your par you listen to your parents sometimes. And so they, also, they would
0: push you to do this?
1: Yeah, I think because I did love it. I would go up to my room after school, play guitar and sing for hours. And I loved it. It's where it's my favorite thing in the world. And so I think they wanted me to do it and they tried to let me come to it on my own. I think I had a love-hate relationship with it because I was so nervous. Yeah. Um, and then eventually I wrote my first song. I was just so sad about some stupid boy, of course, and couldn't find a song to sing to make me feel better. I started writing.
0: You wrote, you, you were driven to write a song. Yeah. So the parents Pretty are much. pushing you to play in the bar, but they're not pushing you to write a song. Yeah. Yeah. So you okay? This heartbreak with a boy, you write a song, Mm -hmm. and then you and then and then you write another one, and then
1: I was I wouldn't tell anyone I wrote it. I played it at my show (laughs) to see what people thought of it. Yeah, did you? Were
0: you like this is an original or like you just you just go into it? I would just nobody's even paying attention anyway. Pretty
1: much, there's two people in there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So okay, which is nice
1: because I got to just play it and people liked it. Um, I just. I mean, I really applied to Belmont with like the three songs I'd written ever. I didn't, it wasn't something I was like, oh, I love this, I'm gonna do it every day. I just.
0: So how'd you, do you audition to get into Belmont? How do you get into Belmont?
1: For the songwriting program, you send songs in, video submission.
0: So you had written, you had written these uh, three songs? And yeah. You, and that was all you three.
1: had. <laughs> you needed three, yeah. Perfect. Yeah.
0: So you record yourself playing these three songs mm-hmm. and you send them in. Yeah. And, and that got was in. it. Yeah. I so got you in. have you had any? You had had no formal music training. Mm-mm. Up and and but was the goal to become a country artist, or was it just like music school sounds better than business school? Was it that all easy? Of it, you know. it, was, it? was all. <laughs> look, I I studied guitar performance yes. because I thought going to anywhere else sounded horrible. So um, yes. that was my path. Yes. Um. So you're <laughs> like, so so you're like, I'm gonna go become a songwriter at Belmont.
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, I think I meant, yeah, we mentioned I went to Nashville on a trip with my family to see Belmont and we went to the listening room, of course. I was like, oh, my God, you can do this like as a job. People do this as a job and live here and like it's awesome and everyone loves music here. It's not weird. Um, I kind of fell in love with it. I don't think I knew it at the time. I didn't apply to anywhere else, though. It was like a self-sabotage in a good way. I think I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna try that hard in school anymore cause I'm gonna go write songs at school. Like I'm gonna go to a songwriting college. <laughs>
0: but you'd only written three at that point. Yeah. You didn't I mean, write that many. I
1: know. <laughs> well, I came here and I, and people would be like I've "Been dreaming of this since I was little. And I was like, how did you guys find out about it though? Like, do you feel a you-
0: little like some, like, do you feel a little guilty when, see, Yes. I think you're yes. like a natural Carter. I Thank think you were you. born to be an artist. You have found your calling. You. There are people that are working, you know, not harder, yeah. but really hard for longer. And I don't think they're getting their shot probably because they're not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
1: To that point, I've been struggling with, I guess what they call imposter syndrome so much lately. I'm, I'm working my ass off right now. I'm doing school and- a You're lot still of, in school? Yeah, I graduate why, in December. Why don't you drop out? I'm so close. That's Is why that I'm, it?
0: Are, are the parents telling you to stay in?
1: Yes, they are the most supportive parents, but they're like, we'll pay your rent if you finish school.
0: If you finish, you've got... Yeah, I can't which I'm I, okay with that. I can't believe you haven't dropped out, Carter. I know. What are you taking right now? Anything Uh, uh, anything music-related?
1: Mm, contract law. Okay. Yeah. Some, I have a test tomorrow in classical history, so... Oh,
0: I, took, I remember taking that yeah. class, actually. I'm nervous. <laughs> That's a hard class.
1: It is hard.
0: It's all... Are you doing, like, a... Like the, like the going through the history history of class. Yeah. And we'll
1: be, I think I'm in class with freshmen. And they are so into it. I
0: does mean, it, does anyone like so these freshmen, yeah. right? They're probably all trying to be songwriters, right? Or artists.
1: So I think I'm in a class of classical music majors because they are into this stuff.
0: Who are the other people? But but like, like you're <laughs> you're kind of doing it. Like, I feel like you're out yeah. in the world. You're in the real world. Yeah. But you're with a bunch of freshmen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> do you feel
0: kind of superior in this class? Like, do you feel like I'm the coolest person here in the uh, class? Yeah. Or do you think they think that are they like, oh, my God, Carter Faith publishing deal <laughs> plays the Ryman, uh, you know, cover of of playlists on Spotify and Apple. Like, like, what is she doing here? I can't believe she hasn't dropped out already.
1: <laughs> I will tell you Nashville and Belmont are two different worlds. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they care what i'm doing with my life i, I disagree
0: <laughs> carter i think i think they're i think there are some kids that are writing home saying carter faith is in my class mom and dad <laughs> i
1: wish they would tell me because that'd be so dope this is
0: wait so how do you team up with the team at altadena how because how, you signed with yeah. them last year uh-huh right how how'd that how that happen
1: so i played one of the writers rounds the um at belmont where you have to audition to get in, and then...
0: Is that Bear House, or what is that? Is that something else? It was else? the
1: ASCAP Writers' Round. The
0: ASCAP, yes. which is kind of a big deal, right? And
1: I thought it was. Yeah, I it's played it. It's kind of it, a big deal. I got in freshman year playing it. Which I thought was crazy. It's and of, of course, faith. Lauren at Weintraub point, won. At, oh, Lauren yeah.
0: Weintraub. Uh, <laughs> is there a rivalry between you two? No, Can we she's... start one? Can we start a little bit of <laughs> sure. a, a drama here? <laughs> is
1: I was like mesmerized by her while I was on stage. Yeah. Because she's saying, I mean, she's, if you know who she is. She, she
0: dropped out amazing. of college. She did. She did. She did i don't know
1: could have followed her could but. have followed
0: her past. no you gotta stay in you gotta stay in but um oh, wait so you played that round i
1: played it and they judged it Altadina was judging it so i won and they were like you won but we also want to have a meeting with you and think you're special and it's kind of
0: wow who was judging it
1: um daniel lee and julia keith
0: oh we love julia we so love they julia. see you and Wait, so, wait, so you, who won? You won or Lauren? I won. you won over Lauren? Lauren
1: won the first year. She
0: won the first. Got it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so you win uh-huh. and they say, we want to have a meeting with you. Yeah. Which they probably don't do very often. They probably. I don't think so. And so you go in and then did that kind of feel, did, did it just well, kind of feel right?
1: It did. I think I, I, you know, I think becoming confident in your writing and, Who you are as a person which probably more people relate to is a really hard thing and they've done that for me and I don't know why I knew that that would happen, but you just kind of again i'm pretty woo woo I have a lot of feelings (laughs) I just it just felt right, I had a meeting with them I liked them didn't feel weird. They liked my songs, the songs that I yeah. thought were weird.
0: At this point, there were four songs in the catalog. <laughs> there was another song that, that was written. <laughs> hey, what is Pounded Out Loud? Is that a, is that under Altadena, or what is that?
1: Yeah, so um, Pounded Out Loud is Margaret Valentine's company. She is, I write with her, and she's my manager. Um, she came to town after a, hi- a music hiatus to be a mom and have a normal life and wanted to support a young artist and so we met and through writing we met through writing and she was like I really want to start something with you um so she became my manager she's the best in the whole world she's a baller and she's awesome
0: and she's a songwriter also
1: yeah she wrote joyride with me and I just want to dance
0: there's a couple songwriters who are also managers in town Mm -hmm. I think Asher Bowers is the other one that comes to mind with Jimmy Allen and Matt Stell it's not not a lot though.
1: Not a lot. I'm sure people have their feelings about it. Yeah, but, I don't really give a fuck. But
0: what do you? What do you? I mean, well, I think you want a a real creative person on your yes. team like that. Yeah. Who's gonna know, right? Do they? Is that an advantage? Do they bring that element to it.
1: I mean, yeah. She knows. Well, she knows me in and out too. So she knows, um, which is helpful when you're writing. And I you
0: really open up in the writer's room. Yes, I
1: know her so well. Yeah. It, I, I do best writing when I have a pretty full idea and someone can help me edit it. Um, that's how I write most of my own songs. If I'm writing for someone else, of course, you follow their lead a little bit. But she's really amazing at that. And then she's such a badass manager. I mean, she's from New York, if that says oh, anything. <laughs> New
0: Yorkers, I can't take them. She's a
1: go-getter, if you know. <laughs> she's,
0: uh, and But she lives down here?
1: She does, yeah. She lives
0: down here. I'm a New Yorker. (laughs) I like to think uh, New Yorkers have something going for them.
1: Some swagger.
0: Um, But but uh, seriously, I think everybody's talking about this EP. I think everybody's talking about Carter. You know, people are talking about Carter Faith because (laughs) you're getting on covers of some major playlists. Crazy at Apple and Spotify, right? Fresh Finds, Today's Country. Yeah. I mean, that's like I. And you still haven't dropped out.
1: (laughs) I'm so close, though.
0: Your December is that. Mm -hmm. What is your major?
1: songwriting and music business
0: and do you think when you are you learning in the in the songwriting classes do you learn anything okay in the songwriting classes (laughs) there's got to be kids in that class that look at you and are so jealous of your publishing deal (laughs) of your success come on they've got to (laughs) be and do you ever do do they how does this work like what is a songwriting class what is a songwriting class like what like what are you learning in a? so i haven't been
1: in one in a year um just because my schedule hasn't worked out that way yet. I have one this semester, but I haven't had one for a year. So
0: Who you you probably know more than the professor. Like who <laughs> who's teaching these songwriting classes?
1: So my favorite teacher at Belmont, his name's Drew Ramsey. Yeah. And he has Grammys. I mean
0: Oh, he's a big deal. Yeah.
1: They're these professors are amazing. Yeah. They I don't know how you teach songwriting. I don't even know if they know, but we write, they critique our songs, we listen to historical songs that are just huge and learn about why they were so big you know um so yeah i don't i think it's helped me know more about songwriting because before obviously i'd written very little songs and
0: three songs how three. many of you are in now <laughs> five oh, like hundreds hundreds of yeah, songs hundreds. i mean that's that's what you have to do
1: totally hundreds. But yeah it's i think it just helped me and like appreciate it more because I, like you said, like I came into this kind of naturally, like very organically. So it helped me like want to keep this as something I love and obviously a hobby in some way, but also learn why it's people love music more than anything. And I wanted to be really good at it.
0: Are you learning at where I went to school? at Berkeley in Boston, we yeah. were learning a lot of contemporary music and they kind of write country off. They don't really teach anything <laughs> yeah. about But in Belmont, it feels like they would take it a little more seriously because we're in country music, mm-hmm. U.S. Like, True. are you looking at country songs or just general pop hits? Like, what kind of songs are you looking at?
1: Usually not country, to be honest. I think the trend right now is like Lanny and Julia Michaels is what a lot of people.
0: That's what people are. The vibe is. Dissecting. For sure. And are you like, come on, let's (laughs) come on. I think, you know, let's look at some country writers, but maybe it's, it's different. Maybe it's good to get the perspective. I
1: think it totally is. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm into this. Carter (laughs) Faith. Okay. We're, we're, we're running out of time here. Wait, I've got some rapid fire questions right here. Okay. Yes. First of all, when you blow up. (laughs) Who's the first person you're gonna buy a house for? Non-family member.
1: Oh, I would love uh, for my dog to have a palace of his own.
0: That is a bullshit answer. <laughs> that, are you kidding me? That is, I cannot accept that. Probably as,
1: my best friend Sophie, so she can come visit me whenever I want her to.
0: In in Nashville, you'd buy her oh, house yes, in Nashville, in Nashville, right next to me. Is this a lifelong best friend, Sophie? Since
1: third grade, yeah.
0: And what is Sophie music also or no? Nope. But She loves this. She, <laughs> but she's, she's my gonna get little a house.
1: biggest fan. Yeah.
0: She's gonna get a house out of this, Sophie. Yes, of course. I love this. Um, <laughs> hey, what pisses you off about the industry? Now you've been in the industry for a little bit. Oh. What What pisses you off about the music industry?
1: It pisses me off when think people think they deserve to be celebrated when they're like doing things for women in country when it should really. Just,
0: yeah. That why does that piss you off?
1: Because you're just being a normal person with.
0: It's you like, know, humane I'm, just, I'm just, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's kind of bullshit.
0: That is bullshit. Um, okay. What's the best way to slide into your DM? Don't really Carter. Yeah, what really? If, what <laughs> if someone great wanted to slide into your DMs? You're shooting everyone down.
1: If Eric church slid into my DMs, it doesn't matter how he does it.
0: He, there's gotta be someone else, right?
1: Mm, it's really him it, for me. It's really,
0: so if you're a fan of yeah. Carter faith, and you want to slide into you know? I do
1: answer all my DMs. Do you? I really do. Why?
0: Like why? Like like what? What's the min? Why do you do that? Because
1: I think there's so many people. Why are you reaching out to me? I must have made an impact. So and, why are you
0: saying don't? Why <laughs> are you saying to it not be slide? Creep, the creepy Is it ones. Creepy? You're not. You're not responding to the creepy ones. I'm not responding to the creepy hey, ones. Hey, I know someone. And I I don't really want to say who, but I'm friendly with someone who DM'd a, an A list, really <laughs> famous country star yeah. like top at the top of the line okay. and now they're dating from a dm no i swear no way could that ever happen to carter faith
1: i have a boyfriend but
0: it it's too late it's too late for that to happen yeah. friendships. could there be a friendship for sure that comes out of a dm for sure maybe you shouldn't shoot them down i don't know you're scaring you're people great. off nobody's gonna slide to a dm now <laughs> how true. but how'd you meet your boyfriend that's you personal party. at a party.
1: Yeah, college
0: party. Colle- and did he come up to you or?
1: Yeah, and I was like, "What? What do you want?" You're if like, you know me, that's pretty don't obvious. Don't
0: come up to me. Don't like- sign in my DMs. Don't talk to me. I
1: was like taking a moment in the corner by myself because I was like, "Peopled out," I guess. And yeah. I- and he was like, "Please leave me alone."
0: <laughs> Please leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was persistent.
1: Yeah, I was kind of drunk. Don't totally remember what we talked about, but we stood there for a while. <laughs>
0: and uh, now and and they're together years later so yes, it worked out for sure so i think if you want to take a shot at friendship with carter Faith, <laughs> i think you should give your best shot to slime your you dms should. we have i don't know what you're going to say but <laughs> give it a shot okay now that you've had a little bit of success mm-hmm. in the music industry there's a lot more to come but a little bit of success does, does it feel like you thought it would do you feel like you're, you're constantly chasing a moving carrot or do you feel when you hit certain targets does it feel really satisfying
1: I yes I love celebrating things I love celebrating little things all the time so I'm really sure to do that but I also am I'm already thinking about the next project you know like I'm already moving on I
0: guess what's the next project I don't know yet joy rides in the dust okay we're gonna joy ride <laughs> the hell out of here what is but you're working on the next is it are you is the next album going to add to the EP or is the EP going to live as it's at yeah. the set of songs you're going to put be out.
1: completely honest i don't know don't i know. i write every day but i really love this project i just put out and i want it to have its full life um so i don't know not sure yet
0: to be determined when you want to write like a love song like a like just a love ballad who are you yeah. gonna call like if you have a hook for a love song you're like i need to write with this person do you have that person is that too vague of a question no or, i
1: i always call jen and margaret
0: those are those are your people those are
1: my people those for are sure. your people yes my homies
0: carter faith the new ep let love be Love," mm-hmm. out now <laughs> watch the music video for joyride the guy and it's really hot <laughs> how's your boyfriend feel about this guy he can't he, watch
1: it he can't
0: watch it has <laughs> yeah. he seen it he's
1: he watched it once and he's like that's good enough for me
0: he cannot yeah. watch this no. <laughs> this anymore what was can we have casted him as the part and uh he's in actually in one
1: of my videos which like, video is he, leaving he in tennessee
0: leaving Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. It. So he, he, calm down. He got time.
1: his, he got you've, his, time. you've got
0: your moment. Yes. Plenty of time yes. in the video. Um, the new EP, let love be love. The music video for "Joyride." We need to talk about cowboys and dreamers, which I think might be my favorite song on the EP, which There's I would, might would be you, a
1: video coming soon. There might
0: be a video. There, is there going to be Maybe. a hot guy in that video? A hot cowboy? No, this and, one's just me. No, this one's just you. Yeah, should might, be enough. Might be all you need. <laughs> um, you wrote that with Steve Moakler, right?
1: Yeah, I did unbelievable I
0: love Steve. that kind of sounds like a Steve Mockler song for sure it kind of has a um it's got a Steve Moeckler-ness yeah, to it totally um so you, everyone has to go listen to the EP. you have to watch the videos and by the way if you look online if you look at uh, Carter's performance at Whiskey Jam mm-hmm. you you can see, there's a video of it so you can go watch it where she's playing the Ryman for the first time it's her second time in the Ryman yes. ever yes and uh and it's there and uh so everyone has to go watch it what have we left out have we what's been on the set up have we, have we not covered anything here
1: I don't know. You're great.
0: You're great. We live Avery. in the same building. We live in the same building. We live <laughs> in the same building, actually. And We realized this recently when yeah. we ran to the elevator. Yes. Um, it's, it's a good building. We're in like a kind of a, like a studio room here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what? Oh, we're not
0: gonna say where in the building. Yeah.
1: Where this is the address.
0: <laughs> great building. What, um, Avery? What have we left out here? Have we covered it all? <laughs> have we yes <laughs> now did we get enough uh did we get enough content photo wise yes we got we got enough yes okay
1: you're a good uh interviewer
0: carter thanks for taking the time this afternoon thank
1: you for having me look
0: there were a million places you could have been we here we are on no, the show this is the
1: only place i want um to be. seriously
0: thank you great talking new music's coming out soon be on the lookout right
1: Soon ish, probably. And, and everyone,
0: what's the best way again? To touch or like socials? Where should people follow you or keep up?
1: Yeah, if you just search Carter Faith, I'll come up. But everywhere, it's just my name,
0: Carter Faith. Awesome. There you have it, Carter. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming Thank on. Thank
1: you so much.
0: There you have it, Carter Faith on the podcast. Love Carter, very laid back. Why soul? Kind of a wise soul, Carter. You get that feeling let love be love her new ep is out now the single joyride is a must listen and uh, the music video too the guy's pretty hot in it and uh carter looks great and also everyone looks very good in this music video I, I would check it out and uh you know my favorite song is uh is cowboys and dreamers like i, I saw on the podcast and it's true check that one out also really great song kills a great song, too. There's a lot of great songs on this EP. you got to check it out. Let Love Be Love, Carter Faith. I love, it. I love Carter. I'm, 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 a, I'm a big fan. Big fan. The Zach Kuhn Show is mixed by Sam Heyman, and our theme music is by Justin Johnson. If you want more content from us, you can subscribe to our newsletter at NashvilleBriefing.com, or you can follow us on socials, everything at NashvilleBriefing.com. The Zach Kuhn Show is part of the American Songwriter Podcast Network. Great network. We're proud to be part of it. And um, what else can I tell you? By the way, ACMs, don't forget. Get that uh, get that registration. It's not too late. Time's running out, but you can get it done. It's not too late. And um, that's it. Carter Faith. I love it. Um, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Bye.